0: Hey everybody, welcome to The Nation, that's The Barbecue Nation, I'm with JT, uh, I think I am anyway today, uh, along with Camaro Dave and Commander Chris, we're coming to you from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland. Um, we want to thank uh, Painted Hills Natural Beef, uh, the beef uh, the way nature intended, and um, for this first segment of the show this week, we've got Angela Iverson from Florida with us today. Angela, very unique lady. Um Hasn't been in barbecue her whole life, but yet cooking with wood and stuff has affected her whole life. It's a great story. So we're going to talk to her in just a second. And uh, I think Angela is one of those people that has given back more than she ever got. So and that's a very, very good thing. Also, um, we'd like to thank the folks over at Gunter Wilhelm Knives. They do a great job. I use them myself now, and uh, you can find out more about them at Gunter Angela Iverson, welcome to Barbecue Nation, kiddo.
1: Hey, this is wonderful. My <laughs> honor to be here.
0: Ah, you you know not of what you speak, my dear, but you will in about an hour. So <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's all good. If you if you're smiling, then that's good for me.
0: That's <laughs> good. I am smiling. Um, your bio says you're a special events coordinator at Angela Iverson Event Management and a self-employed um, property management consulting company, but that's. that's kind of, you know, secondary to the fact that you're involved in barbecue, I think, isn't it?
1: Right. I mean, the event management really stemmed from, um, well, partially from, from barbecue. I kind of got stumbled into barbecue because of, you know, volunteering with different events and stuff. So it's kind of, that part is related. My paid work, Um, My main (laughs) income, uh, my non-hobby is is a a totally different world. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I understand completely. Um, But you you were foolish and raised your hand at one time and volunteered for some stuff and then you got stuck. (laughs) Is that pretty much it?
1: Well, you know, um, in my family, it's like if a friend asks for help, Yeah, it's like, okay, you know, we don't know how to say no. So we do whatever we can to help that friend or family member to achieve whatever it is that they want. And so that's been the story of my life, you know, um, whether it's just been with the volunteer work here in my community or when I got involved with the Florida Barbecue Association. uh, And there were certain needs of, you know, people sitting on committees I'm like, hey, I'll do it. Sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that one clean spot you had on your desk uh, no longer exists, I'm assuming. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, we don't even want to go there. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's kind of my last spot in the house uh, since we've all been shut down into our houses. Uh, You know how you have nests built up around? Oh, yeah. And I have gone through every cupboard every corner of this house except for my office area yeah (laughs) and i'm kind of procrastinating
0: my office is um right off the kitchen it's what they used to call a butler's pantry i think and um i converted that into my my home office and then down the hallway um well first we were going to use it as a kind of a man cave type thing you know relaxation room and that. And then my daughter decided that was going to be her bedroom. So that went out the window for a while. And then she went off to college. And so we thought, okay, that's going to work. But she kept coming home all the time. So we could never really change anything. And so then she graduated from college and then she went to LA for a while. And then she went to New York for a while to work and all that. And And then she came home. And so there we were again, you know, so finally she got her own apartment. And I thought, finally, yes, I can, you know, have the extra TV and a little couch. And oh, hell no. <laughs> COVID came along and there's that's now my wife's <laughs> office. It's a, you know, 900 square yeah. foot office in there. But it's uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It
1: well, so how our lives adapt.
0: Yes, they do. Changing
1: times, That's for sure. I, I have two girls. One just started, she graduated and she just started college and she's going online. And the other one is a couple of years older than her and she's working and um, having both of them live, you know, in the house, there is no extra room like what you're talking about. Right. I had to convert my front room, which (laughs) is kind of like, like there's, it's supposed to be like the formal living room and the formal dining room. Right but that's not how it is. It is an office and a TV room, you know, because, uh-huh. you know, like every household, one TV is never enough, even though we have phones and computers, it's just crazy. So that's, that's another reason why I need to attend to that desk because <laughs> I can't hide everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I understand. Well, growing up though, uh, Angela, you weren't that far from, you know, what we consider barbecue today. I mean, when I read your your backstory, you know, you grew up in Missouri, I think, and yep. and yeah. you cooked yeah, on I'm fire, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, okay, it it was a culture. It was because I grew up out in the country. Uh huh. Um, my parents, I mean, they only had forty four acres, but it was enough where. You know, we had a creek and a meadow and woods and all that. And we were always outside. You know, we were never inside. Right. And, of course, you know, we had a wood stove in the house. And we had to learn very young how to start a fire and how to tend it and get up in the middle of it to keep it, you know, in the middle of the night to, to keep it going. and right. You know, take out the ashes and that sort of thing working with wood was no big deal. So that was inside the house. And, of course, we always used the wood stove to cook different things. I mean, we had a regular – don't get me wrong. We we had a regular stove and a range and and that sort of thing. But we always loved to always cook out, and we always loved to cook wood. And I think probably, you know, that – you know, I didn't know about – briquettes until I got older because we always made our own you know Mm -hmm. we made our own and we were always cooking with it and even as kids without our parents we were always starting fires in the woods I mean not you know (laughs) blazing fires but I mean like we would camp out there would sure it's like a little cave what we called the cave and we would make a fire there and we'd hang out there you know for hours upon hours and And that's you know we go fishing and we cook the fish and we you know so it was just it was just a way of life you know didn't know really any other way I guess right we didn't eat out there was eating out to us was going down and building a fire and cooking over the fire that was eating out in my household
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I understand that and I'm so glad to hear that you uh, um were a catch and cook, not a catch and release on the fish. You know, I, yeah. I have friends that spend a lot of money to go fly fishing up in Idaho and Montana and all that. And they send me these pictures of these beautiful big trout and then they put them back and I'm like, no, 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 I'll cook <laughs> it. I'll, I'll cook for you. You know, I can do that.
1: That's okay.
0: <laughs> you know, but they, they there let them go. go. you got the skills. Yeah. I've got well, the Maybe, skills.
1: maybe they don't have your skills. They, you know, they uh, need you around more. Someone who knows
0: how to prepare the fish. Well, maybe they should invite me to go with them, and then I can yeah, th- there you go, give a little OJT right there on site on the riverbank because it doesn't take much to build a little fire to, you know, cook a couple of trout on a stick if you want to get there. You go, you know, pretty primitive about it, but it works, and because uh, yep. I've done it, you know. So all they have to do is ask, put me in the car. So there you go, it, it's all good. Um, What, what caused you to move to Florida? Just life or.
1: (coughs) Oh, well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I, um, you know, grew up in, in Missouri, went to school there. Um, and then I met my husband up in Kansas city area. Mm -hmm. Um, we got married, had two girls. He was in, um, broadcast news. He was a, a news producer. Sure the fox station up there he had come from green bay before that and of course he's very proud of all of his packer you know, oh familia. yeah oh, geez. Uh um he uh the funny thing about him was is when after we had met he came back and it was around it was after christmas he had visited with his family and he came back and he brought me a gift and guess what that gift was
0: a packer hat Cheesehead hat. It
1: was a, a cheesehead, yes. yeah. Evident, yeah. Evidently, evidently, in Wisconsin, that is much like a promise ring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> because shortly after that, then he asked me to marry him. Well, there, so, there you, there you uh, go. That was that was a funny thing. It's like, okay, a, a, a cheesehead. Thank you. I still I still see my cheesehead. Yeah. But. <laughs> After, um, in broadcast news, though, in order for you to be promoted, you have to move around to the different markets, you know, different cities. And so he ended up getting an executive producer job down in San Antonio. And he started a 24-hour news station down there. And so we lived there for a couple of years before then he uh, was offered a job in Orlando. And his parents at the time were snowbirds from Wisconsin to Orlando. And we thought, well, that would be perfect because then we could be with his parents, you know, part of the part of the time. Sure. So we ended up here in Florida because of his his job, which he no longer is with. Uh, (laughs) After a few years, he ended up going into, you know, the consulting business
0: there you go we are going to take a break here on barbecue nation we're going to be back with um angela iverson and share some more fun fun stories and see how abused she is by the barbecue community right after these messages on the uh, sun bgi network we'll be right back everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef welcome back to barbecue nation i'm jt here on the sun uh, radio broadcast network Coast to coast, as they used to like to say. If you would like to email us, it's pretty simple. Um, I'll have you in- email me, actually, comes directly to me info at thecowboycook.com. That's info at thecowboycook.com. You can also find uh, ways to contact us on our webpage, which is barbecue jt.com We also have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and not so Instagram and I don't know, 17 platforms, I guess. So you can find us. It's not that hard. We're talking with um, Angela Iverson today who had the grave misfortune of volunteering uh, in the barbecue world. And and I say that with all deference and, and humility because if people like you didn't volunteer, we wouldn't get stuff done. And um, so now you're starting to really kind of manage some events and do some events You know, organize it, do it. Basically, call them your events. How did you kind of jump to that? um, I don't want to say I don't want to call it a position, uh, but how did you go from kind of volunteering locally to doing some of this stuff where you do? Because you're not just local in Florida anymore,
1: right? I mean, it's I prefer more just you know doing stuff here in in Florida, but I've worked with people in different. Um, Parts of the country for different events, but I I really started uh, when I'm here in Oviedo, which is just outside of Orlando, is my community, and I wanted to kind of learn about the area. There's a lot of history in this area, citrus and celery, and I don't know all sorts of interesting stories. But I got involved with the Oviedo Women's Club, um, which they do a lot of you know fundraising and
2: Sure. Different
1: things for the community. So one of the things that they um, always put on every year is a large arts and crafts festival uh, called Great Day in the Country. Uh, Because it used to be that this was the country (laughs) in Orlando. Yeah. Now it just kind of, it's kind of creeped out a little bit, you know. But um, it's been around for almost 50 years now. um, And it's an event. I think they get like 400 vendors, crafts and arts and, you know, different people, mainly arts and crafts. Um, But anyway, I uh, being the person that I am, you know, when they were looking for volunteers, I'm like, oh, I could help you with that. Oh, I can help you with that. Got on to the committee. (laughs) Um, Eventually, I was chairing. You know, I was the chairman of the uh, event for several years. and. Really got it into my blood, like you know. Oh, I really like organizing, you know, and and seeing an event come to fruition. It was a lot of hard work. Uh, the money that we raised, you know, we gave uh, money for scholarships for the local high school students. We gave, you know, grants to the schools where their budgets, you know, wouldn't cover, and and then local charities. And I really loved, you know, helping to focus that and and seeing the money making an impact in the community. But I just loved organizing. So I did that for several years. And then um, I think it was 2012, uh, one of the ladies in my club, Connie Washam, who she's pretty well known down here in Florida and barbecue and steak and um, has done a lot. But she she's like, oh, Angela, you'll never guess what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, Tell me, Connie, what what are you doing? And she says, yeah. I am a certified barbecue judge. I said, what do you mean? What does that entail? She says, I get to eat the most delicious barbecue <laughs> that you will never get in a restaurant. And I mean, her eyes were glowing and she was just like, oh, my gosh, it was the most amazing thing. She says, you can organize and bring a judges seminar here to the Ovita Women's Club, you know, because you do all that with Great Day in the Country. So this would be no big deal. So she's thinking, like, you know, let's have a judges seminar, right? And uh, this, she was involved with the Florida Barbecue Association. And excuse me. So I'm like, okay, you know, I want to learn more about this. I went online you know, read about it. I didn't know much about competition barbecue. I mean, you you know, there's like little backyard ones and they're all over the place and and uh but I didn't know that there was professional. Like this was serious business because she was telling me, you know, the money involved you know, with the purses and stuff. And I'm like, really? This is interesting. I must I must know more because barbecue has always been, you know, one of my favorite foods. And of course as you know, we're, we were always cooking outside and over wood and, and stuff. And I love that, that smoky flavor. So I'm like, okay, I must try this amazing barbecue that she talks about.
2: <clears throat>
1: when I got into it, then, you know, um, I said, look, I think not only do we have a judges seminar, but we should also have a competition well, sure. So that then we can invite those judges and they can, you know, get the community involved with the competition. And she had me, you know, we went to uh, some of the contests and I was just like, oh, amazed. Because, you know, you see all the different rigs and the equipment and the smoke rolling and the smells. Right. And like, Oh, I must know more, you know, and you, you just kind of you're like a fish to a hook. You just, yeah. you, you know, you got caught.
0: Yeah, but you um, didn't get released. You were caught. No,
1: I didn't. Since <laughs> I was caught for good. I became a pet, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but she, so we had, uh, I got one of my my charities involved and I said, look, um, we should do this and, and we could really have a lot of fun with it. We could raise money and because, you know, a lot of the barbecue contests and stuff <clears throat> and steak, they're involved with, you know, fundraising. Sure. And so um, then they got the uh, the local chamber of commerce involved. And so I actually signed up to take a judges seminar in 2012. And that's when I joined, it was August, September, you know, around that labor day. Weekend, right. And, uh, and had my first bite of, you know, competition barbecue. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this is it. Hmm, This is interesting. <laughs> you know, it, not all of it is amazing, but there right. is like, wow, this is very, I love to cook. <laughs>
0: uh, Angela and I will be back. <laughs> no worries. Uh, Angela and I will be back uh, in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. If you're enjoying J.T. and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G., where we talk home improvement and design, right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm J.T. with Camaro Dave and uh, Commander Chris. Um, We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, the way beef... Uh, beef the way nature intended, I should say, or maybe intended nature of beef. I'm not sure. And also Gunter Wilhelm knives. Um, they're they are really good. They're very well balanced. Uh, they're at an affordable price. And uh, I've been using them at home and on television now for a while. And I really, really like them. So check them out at GunterWilhelm.com there. Um, we've got Angela Iverson with us today. Angela's got quite a story. She uh, has has really taken on some challenges, if you will, and good ones in the in the barbecue world by volunteering, raising that hand, you know, and uh, it's one thing they taught you in the Army, don't raise your hand to volunteer. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, let's talk about your judging. Now, you became a certified judge back in 2012, 2013. You, you've done some stuff, yeah. which a lot of judges won't ever get the chance of, but uh, you've judged the Royal, the Jack, and Memphis in May. Those are some pretty big hitters. I will say they called me a couple of years ago with about 20 minutes to go and wanted to know if I would fly in and judge the uh, the Jack, and I couldn't because you know they only, seriously they only gave me like four days, and I couldn't change my schedule or anything that fast. So um, those are pretty big deals. And and my real serious question is. Um our friend of the show, Amy Mill, says that every time she spends too much time judging, she knows she has spent too much time judging out on the barbecue trail because her hands swell up and she can't get her rings off so uh <laughs> I just want your thoughts on that um
1: well, with uh, judging barbecue i I think you just have to love barbecue I mean, you just you know. For, for some people, it's like it's just they're eating and they enjoy it. But judges are looking at the details of the meat, you know, and, you know, the, the visual experience, obviously, everything that they're judging on. But they're looking at how well does that cook know that kind of meat? How well did they prepare it? And you're looking, you know, at it. Visually, you're, you're tasting the, the, uh, the flavors of the seasonings and, you know, your, and, and the sauces and, and how well everything complements and is it covering up the meat? So it's, it's just got to be something that you love. And as you can tell, I'll, I'll talk about judging all day long. Oh, yeah. I do, want, I do want to make a correction, though. Oh, uh, some of those contests I've been offered to judge. But I never did get to uh, judge those. I did oh, yeah. judge um the the royal, and that was like, oh my gosh, an experience. And I've also cooked the royal several times, and um that's just like overwhelming because there's just so many so many people. but um, I, I I've judged a lot in a lot of different uh, uh, sanctioning bodies. so like here in Florida. Barbecue Association, you know, the meats come in every hour, and then KCBS, Kansas City Barbecue Society, is every half hour. And uh, although it's the same meats, those two, um, I've judged MBN, and that was that was amazing because that was I actually got to do uh, on site and have the presentation done, and I just love the stories that they they tell you, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll listen to him all day long. I, one guy, I didn't believe him when he said it, I, I was judging ribs uh, at their site. And, and, you know, he was saying, look, he says, it doesn't matter if you take, you know, a piece from the end or in the middle, it's all going to be just as juicy and, you know, and flavorful and tender. And, you know, me have having cooked, um, you know, competition barbecue by this time, I was like, uh, you know, a little skeptical. I'm like, okay, I want a piece in the end and I want a piece from the middle and dog got it. He was right. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was tender and it was amazing. And, uh, although it's really funny because the, the name of the group was Florida boys and they always claimed that they never did well up in Georgia Uh, Because they were called Florida boys. (laughs) Well,
0: maybe so. Maybe so.
1: (laughs) But, um, and then it was, I've also done IBCA, which you're not a certified judge. Um, They kind of, you know, bring people in from the public. Right. And kind of give them a little training and stuff. Uh, They're in Texas. And I find that very interesting. I have a lot of friends just in different sanctioning bodies who you know, share their experience of what it's like to judge. And a lot of my friends who are judges, they will travel around the states and they'll do a lot of different contests and enjoy the flavors and what works there. And it's just, you know, yes, you get meat comatose. I understand what Amy's talking about. You get a little, little <laughs> bloated. Sometimes you just want ice cream or sherbet afterwards, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. uh, so, much, so much meat and, you know, all the sauces and sugars and everything. But uh, it definitely, if your love is there, if it's something that you just really can appreciate, those little details and the differences, it, it brings you a lot of joy. Let me, let me ask you this,
0: Angela, let me ask you this real quick. Are any of the, uh, well, like when you have, when you're helping organize an event and you go to select your judges, are you paying those judges, paying any expenses? What are, uh, I I don't, I've judged some stuff as a celebrity. I spent 37 years judging horses at world-class level. And so I have oh, kind of oh. shied away of being a competitor or a judge in the barbecue field. Um, right. You know, I kind of had enough at when these horses were competing for a million bucks and, wow. and stuff. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, so I guess my question is I've heard uh, and talked to different people that have judged and say, yeah, you know, they'll pick up your expenses or no, they won't or, Whatever. What What's the norm for one of your events?
1: The norm, even for really for any event, because I I've judged out in California, yeah. you know, it, it, at a KCBS. The norm is that the judge pays their own way to get there, and there is no expense reimbursement. They do it merely as a hobby. Sure. And and just to support competition barbecue. Yeah. And that's and that's how it is. You know, they love that opportunity to taste competition barbecue, because as I'm sure that you're well aware that um, the time and, you know, the money that they spend on this competition barbecue, they couldn't afford to do that in the restaurant. They go broke. Right. But it's such a unique thing. And experience It's not saying that the restaurant food is bad because there's amazing food and I, and I'll tell you regardless of what they say um, in the the competition barbecue competition world you know fall off the bone ribs is technically you know overcooked right. um, in in that world but I love it <laughs> I like <laughs> I like mine overcooked like that where it falls off the bone. But it's because you have to have a target. And if you're a good cook, you can you can hit those points and hit that target um, of whatever the, the rules tell you. That's what you have to follow. Sure. So these judges, they go around just because they love this culture. You know, um, they love the barbecue. They love, you know, afterwards when the the judging's done. They're allowed to go, you know, speak with the teams. A lot of the judges enjoy speaking, you know, with them. And, and there's just with barbecue, there's a camaraderie like a familyhood kind of thing. And, you know, it's the feeling of when you're camping out, Um, people just love that feeling. And there's a lot of joy and happiness and, and, and that family bonding that, that goes on. So. These judges, you know, whether it's me or or somebody else, it's because they just have the love for competition barbecue.
0: Oh, I can see that. I can see that. And then um, we'll probably talk about this in the after hours because we'll get more into this subject. But, uh, and we've got no holes, you know, time constraints on that one. But um, I can also see where if they really want to get, uh, big sponsors and big money, they would have to up their training somehow on the judges. And I can't say how, cause I've never been through an official training. Um, and it would, you know, the more money you add to these things, the more stringent the competition becomes and the more the judging, uh, criteria becomes. And so maybe barbecues in a good place doing what they're doing right now. and should stay there. I don't know, but, um, it seems to me everybody's well, having fun. So
1: people are having fun, but if you talk to some of the old timers, and when I say old timers, you know, like um, I, I mentioned, the Florida Boys, right? He started. Um, he started when Myron started back in the nineties, and it, they talk about when you talk to these guys who've been doing this for a while, they talk about how it used to just be pop-up tents and little stick burners and yep. you know and people were outside all the time but when you go to these some of these competitions you're going to see these huge trailers but the culture has changed a little bit and they're trying to encourage the guys not to stay in their trailers. But, to come out because that's where the joy is. The ones that are having fun are still the backyarder guys who right. are you know, so serious about competing about the bigger money. But when you introduce the money, it seems like it does get a little more serious than it used to.
0: We're going to come back and wrap up the show with Angela uh, Iverson. I guess I'd throw your last name in there just so everybody know who I was talking to. Um, but we'll be back here on the barbecue nation radio network uh, in just a couple of minutes. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef welcome back to barbecue nation here on the sun bgi uh, radio network Um, We'd like to thank all our affiliates up and down the line in the Midwest and the East Coast and that for being with us today. Um, And we'd like to welcome a new affiliate up in Pullman, Washington, uh, KMAX up there. And uh, thanks for having us on in the Palouse. I love the Palouse area. Uh, We've got Angela Iverson with us today for um, a relatively short period of time, you have Uh, that you've been involved in barbecue at a bigger level, you've done quite a bit and uh, that's an accomplishment. And how does that affect what you cook at home? Do you come home from judging a competition and say, Oh, by the way, honey, I'm going to be cooking some ribs or brisket or whatever, or I got this fascinating new thing. I want to try with some tri-tip or sage grouse or whatever it is. Um, Well, you know,
1: a little bit of that whenever you are talking with some of the teams and, you know, they're trying different products. But I will tell you that um, really when I started competing, uh, because I started competing professionally in barbecue in 2013. Yeah. And I cooked with uh, different teams and then had my own team, uh, Barbecue Misfits, and had friends who supported me with that. Um, but it was really, mine kind of starts at home. Like I, I love to experiment and I'll get different products and I'll try different things. Um, it, you know, it's not just all, all about what they're doing in barbecue, but just, you know, as a as a cook. Of course, as you know, in competition barbecue, it's different than what you cook for your family because you're Uh, you're having to cook to six people who all have different tastes. It has to be like above average, but it can't be like any polar kind of differences. It can't be too sweet. It can't be too spicy. It can't, you know, it's got to be really good, solid barbecue. Mm -hmm. But it's really about the the tenderness um, for competition. But I'll get ideas from experimenting at home. And trying things, and you know, of course, my family gets to always try those things, and then you know, taking it out to the competition, and you know, I've done a little bit of mentoring with different, uh, you know, backyard teams and, and different people who've asked me for help, right? And just kind of give them some basic ideas, you know, that say, hey, you know, just remember you're dealing with pork, and what does pork like, and and you know, and I'll take anything that they're already using. You know whatever products they're using and i'll you know make it work for them because it's about a balance and 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 telling them to focus on the cook on the tenderness of that meat right and that's what's going to win for you but mine starts at home and then i go uh and then i'll compete with it you know like okay we're going to try this but when i was competing You know, well, I I guess when I was competing on a regular basis, it was like once or twice a month and uh, with my teammates and I, um, he was always obsessed with the flavor profile. And so I was like, I said, look, I said, we need to really focus on the tenderness. And I brought my daughter with me to help me because my teammate, he would go off socializing a little bit, love him. But he, you know, he was our PR guy. And he forget <laughs> about, you know, some of the things I needed to do because I couldn't be in two places, you know, doing two different things. So I right. give her instructions. I need you to rotate these ribs every 15 minutes. And I mean, she would do it, she'd time it to the, you know, to the second. Yeah. We got first place ribs, you know, at that competition out of 44 teams at one of the bigger contests here in Florida, in Perry. And, um, And he's like, you know, he's going around and telling everybody, oh, you know, look at, I've got all these, uh, this is what we do on our ribs and we do that. So at the next competition, I changed the flavor profile. I should say not maybe change the flavor profile, but I changed the product. Because the point was, and it wasn't that it was products I didn't already use because I never change it without experimenting. Right, right. (laughs) You don't do that. But... I, I changed the products, and I still said focus on the tenderness. And my daughter came with me again, followed the instructions, and we got fourth place. You know, out of four teams, and that's not bad because top ten <clears throat> is where the talent is in barbecue. Where you land up sometimes is a crapshoot, but uh, in that top ten. But if you can consistently be in top ten. You're a pretty decent cook. And then, to make top five or top four, that's awesome. And so, and I told them, I said, look, i I changed. I changed this, the the products on this, right? Because I need you to understand it's about the tenderness of it, you know, So just talking with different judges about um, and understanding what the things that they're looking for makes you become a better competition cook. And then, you know, talking with the teams and kind of getting some of their ideas to make, you know, maybe some of the meat prep easier or, you know, just sharing ideas. I share my ideas all day long. And it doesn't matter who talks to me. They're going to cook it different than me, as you know. You know, I'm sure you share all of your secrets and stuff with different people, but it's going to come out different because it's a different person. and. They have different equipment, but you're still sharing your ideas. And if they're a cook, they're going to expand on it. And they're going to make that variable their own and I, be I, able to work with it.
0: I know that, um, we got just a couple of minutes left here, but I know that when I do something on television and people will email me afterwards, or if they run into me, um, hopefully not while I'm afoot and they're in their car, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll say I followed that uh what you did and I followed it exactly, but it it came out great, but it didn't come out like the way it looked, the way you presented it. And my pat answer to that is well, it's TV, okay? <laughs> we do stuff mm-hmm. to make it look shiny on television that you wouldn't do at home. Doesn't mean the flavor's yeah. different. It just means that, again, it's all about presentation there. And with barbecue, you know, you can put five racks of ribs from five different cooks right next to each other. And they look very similar, but they're going to taste different, you know. Yeah. So you have to keep that in mind. Um, It's really important we do that. Angela, we're running out of time, but you are going to stay, my dear, for the after hours uh, marathon. And um, I want to thank you for being being on the regular show. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you so much for inviting me.
0: No worries. We've got uh, for the affiliates out there that carry the second hour. We've got David Farrell coming up, the old fat guy, barbecue dude himself. And for those who don't, we'll be back next week with another edition of uh, what is this show? Oh, yeah. Barbecue Nation. Remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. You can check out more stuff on the thecowboycook.com or barbecuenationjt.com. And until then, uh, we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.